Hey everyone, welcome to Shine Health Coaching. Today I'm interviewing Ezra Taylor. He's a former professional rugby player and he's a strength and mindset coach, a personal trainer in you're in Brisbane as well, hey. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm Brisbane. Are you you're South Brisbane? Yeah, uh, it's southeast, yeah, just over the bridge, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm South Brisbane, yeah, cool. Uh so yeah, Ezra, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh yeah, sure. Um my obviously my name's Ezra Taylor. Uh, I, I, I was actually born here in Brisbane, um, but earlier on, mum decided that, you know, we pack up and, and, and start living in New Zealand. I did, did a, predominantly a lot of my growing up uh, in Auckland uh, and then out to boarding school at Wesley College. Um, rugby sort of started to take over uh, and, and, and all, all the while still trying to gain a decent education. Um, but yeah, from, from there, becoming a professional athlete, I guess semi-professional from 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 the teenage years to um, you know playing that top level uh, rugby uh, as best I could at the time, and uh, from there I was like, okay, cool. There's got to be more to this game than what's being produced. Um, and in, in terms of the fitness industry and what I was exposed to as an athlete, um, and what I was seeing and, and what was evident in, in I guess commercial gyms because that's where I was going at the time. Uh, so I really wanted to uh, learn a little bit more about, you know, human movement and, and physiology. Um, so did a few courses while I was playing rugby, um, was able then to start coaching and, and, and working with people. Um, and from there, it's just led to get me where, where I am today and, and working with people today. Um, I have an invested interest in, in, in reducing the suffering that people are going through. Um, that is holistically focused too. It's not just uh, in terms of the stress that they're exposing themselves to in the gym. Um, it's all aspects of stress in life. And I think a lot of people on the gym floor these days don't actually know that they're digging themselves a deeper grave. And um, that bridging that gap in education and, and I guess introducing people to what is performance training and what toll that will have on your body. And then what is maintaining a healthy movement practice to make sure that you're staying healthy throughout your whole life. And I think most people want to do that, but aren't training in a way where they're getting the stimulus that helps them uh, live outside here the way that they want to. Um, so that's yeah, where, where, where I've come about. Um, it was, it was, I was heavily invested in the physical earlier on, um, but now it's really shifted into to, to the mental side of things and spirit. Um, which I think are all part of the leveraging and increasing uh, the, the enjoyment that we experience this life because a lot of us unknowingly are doing things day to day that are just degeneration, degeneration, degeneration. Sorry about that. Another trainer. Just <laughs> I love your friend bursting. Don't worry, like I was doing an interview like this morning and there was like cats, uh, cats bursting in and everything and it's like it's so funny the whole Zoom world now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, so when okay, there's so many questions I have now. Oh my god. Okay. So my first question is, you're talking about wanting like what you saw in the rugby world and wanting to kind of offer better than that. What is what was your experience with that, and what is it that you kind of saw and then wanted to to change and make better from that? From the rugby experience, or or developing, um, I guess, systems to make sure that. When I did cross over to the general population, they yep. were getting exposed to what a professional athlete should 
Um, I think oh. what I was, yeah. Oh, I, okay, yeah, okay. So you're kind of, you're seeing people who are in just like a commercial gym and they're not getting that same like level of training that you would get in a professional athlete path. Obviously, it's a higher level of training and care. And so you yeah. wanted to then take that into, I know, yeah, okay, I know what you mean. I thought the same, like I was thinking in terms of like personal training, there's like normal personal training and there's like, personal trainers who have like they've had a competitive background like for me it's muay thai for others it's bodybuilding and it's kind of like you learn so much more from going through that personal experience and then you can take that to teaching people yeah a hundred percent and and earlier on you know it actually you know it's, it's a work on for a coach all the time but that you know a lot of what we're going and putting ourselves through we seem to project and put onto our um <laughs> the people we're training um, so I, I figured that out really early on after making people do lunges, 500 lunges up and down a rugby field and start to shift my mentality in terms of what I'm exposing myself or what I'm exposing these people to in the stimulus. And is it really going to be a benefit to them in, in, in life? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I sort of meant too. Mm. But I've got a lot of nitpicking around rugby uh, strength and conditioning coaches as well. Um, <laughs> I, I feel in, in the rugby world, there is a lot missing too in that professional uh, space. Um, and, and, and I guess including the whole, um, and that's really how everything's come about is, is, is looking at things through a holistic performance lens. Yeah. So I saw you posted about breath work and that could, could you tell us a little bit about that? I saw you had like a bunch of people all just chilling out on the, in the gym floor. So what is the, the benefits of breath work? Um, so basically, um, you know, I've seen what you're, you're about and, and what sort of things, uh, you're up to. But in terms of terms of human states, we have two human states. We have our um, fight, flight, and freeze, which is our stress state, and then we have our uh, parasympathetic state, which is our rest and digest. Um, and a lot of people today are functioning in that low chronic stress state, and what we're getting is a lot of uh, chronic disease off the back of that. And because people aren't understanding physiology, our body's not able to interpret what kind of stress we're exposing to it on a daily basis. Um, so the breath work first came about for me to bring awareness to the individual to open up and allow that space for rest and digest. Um, I was first introduced to breath work through uh, one of my mentors, Keegan Smith, um, from the Real Movement Project, who now works with uh, Ben Patrick and Knees Over Toes and ATG coaches. Um, he was a longtime mentor of mine, Keegan, uh, working with the Sydney Roosters uh, in his own company. But he first said to me, just shut your mouth and breathe through your nose while you train um, a, a few times. And I started doing that and I started to notice an, an increased awareness. I started to notice that my state and training wasn't all bash, go, kill, you know. And, 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 and the way that my training off the back of that was starting to change in terms of adaptation, I was real, realizing in terms of that, you know, that value and that purpose of people not living in unnecessary suffering, just purely through the way that they were breathing, they were living in a stressed state. So for me, it, it all connected and I was like, okay, cool. If I can, if I can merge performance and type some protocols and principles with breathing to alleviate a lot of the stress that people are going through, but allow them to go through the stress that they love and want to and get the adaptation that they need, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a good place. Um, so initially it was like, okay, how do I bring balance to these two, two states of the human uh, mind and body and what happens off the back end uh, hormonally and, and physiologically when we do uh, are in those states? Um, 
that was the that was the kickoff and then you know there's there's a spiritual element to breathing and energy and and all those sorts of things i went down that line and the quantum physics and then um you know dr joe dispenza and it then led me to a guy named brian mckenzie and his another guy who wrote the oxygen advantage patrick McEwen, um who started to I guess highlight and show me that there was a lot of issues around autoimmune issues, that autoimmune issues that were connected to um, the breath and how we can alleviate that. And I myself suffering from things like eczema, dermatitis, asthma growing up, hay fever, um, all these things brought about a new learning and which gave me a clearer understanding into, into how people are functioning. And so for me, it's a deeper level um, of assessment. For me, it's a deeper level. Um, I'll, I'll use an example um, today. Another another uh, client of mine who I just met last week, um, obviously highly stressed because I was watching the way she was breathing from the get-go, expressed to me that she, I need to lose weight. I need to, you know, and there was that expression in itself was desperation. Um, I then started to take her through a nice, easy breathing practice and she could barely breathe through her nose and if you understand breath mechanics and way physiology works we should be functioning and breathing through our nose throughout the day unless i'm highly elevated now because i'm a bit nervous and talking to you <laughs> and, and and trying to get across what i do but that's when we should be in the state like i should be jacked up and ready to talk to you and and, and going right now but the, um in, in terms of that client that i was discussing I said to her, look, I want you to just take your resting heart rate every morning for the next seven days and come in in the morning after you do that and see me. We're going to have a little discussion how you feel. You're going to jump on a bike and you're going to go through a protocol. And what she realized is that all she was doing was just overtraining every day and just pushing herself into a higher blood pressure. And, and all night she was trying to recover. And that's why I said introduce the, uh, the resting heart rate in the morning. So at, at the start of this week on Monday, she was at 80 beats per minute. And to me, that is like a heart attack waiting to happen. Um, um, you're waking up at 80 beats per minute. Um, she was severely dehydrated. There are other aspects, if you look at it holistically, where her energy or the cell wasn't getting filled with what it needed. So the body was just breaking down, breaking. And I, I, I just said, I pleaded to her. I said, please stop working. Just listen to me for a second. Yeah. So she, she then come in every day this week. Um, the heart rate started to drop considerably. She's now at 68 beats per minute at, on Friday. So five days we've now you know, brought some balance back into her system Stop to stop being on overdrive. I've got her breathing more correctly. I'm going, getting her to go on nature walks, get her feet on the grass, do some long, like, uh, box breathing style, style of work. And we've got to that point now where she's in a recovered state where that she can now next week go into some load and some work. And we can sure, make sure that that, when that load and work isn't pushing to her into that state where she she can't uh, isn't pushing to that state where she's holding on to weight because the body's working in overdrive it's not going to want to lose that weight so getting giving her that clarification that hard and working and, and all this like pushing is not really getting the outcome that you're after and that's another thing in terms of that unnecessary suffering 
I was like literally I've had similar experience like coming from a Muay Thai background it's very much like that mindset of like David Goggins keep pushing you know what I mean so you tend to just keep training keep training keep training but then it's like you can't get to sleep straight away at night because your body's still revved up and it's like I think it's a easy for a lot of athletes or people in the gym to to think about if I just work harder I'll get better results but it's like yeah you have to work hard but you have to be recovering as well so if you're like you're talking about like if you're not relaxed and you're not breathing correctly and all of those things your body's just not going to recover the same it definitely does it does hold on to weight it does and it's like how is this happening? Why is this happening? It's like, well, because you're not letting it recover. It's like when you recover, that's when your body does all of its magic and you can come back stronger. But if you're just pushing, 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 all you're doing is stressing out your nervous system. Yeah. And, and, and to me, like, imagine if Mary Lou, whatever her name is, didn't come and see me that day. Yeah. You know, she, she, she could, maybe she could be suffering from a heart attack or stroke next yeah. week. Well, yeah, that's a very, when you said 80 as a resting heart rate, I was like, damn. Yeah. So, so off the gym floor, if she's gone to such and such and and expressed how she feels, I need to do this training. I need to go, 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 blah, blah, blah. Mr. Trainer takes her through a leg press at 90% for 10 reps. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that education and that process within the fitness industry, I guess why I'm, I, I probably didn't mention it around the rugby, um, but for me to obtain success as a teenager in rugby, all I did was grind. Like I was, yeah. a hard, I wasn't, I wasn't like uh, talented in terms of skills. Um, yeah. Yes, I grew up around balls and things like that. And and but and one day as a teenager, through trauma, I decided to go. If this, if you, if the world, I'm gonna kill myself so that yeah. I can kill everyone else. Yeah. And 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 that wasn't a positive motivator. And yeah. after a period of time, mm-hmm. and if you look at my history as an athlete, injury, mm-hmm. surgery, injury, surgery, injury, surgery. At some stage, had I had someone come up to me at 20 and go, Ezra, you are working way too hard. You are not understanding what your body's going through yeah um, and and some of the things that i expose people to to today maybe my experience at rugby would have been a hell of a lot different um and i say that to my guys all the time like to be honest with you like i don't have an exercise physiologist degree but i've worked with some of the top strength and conditioning coaches and physios in the world so when it comes to knee rehab everyone's coming to me because i've been through the experiential learning but yeah. also gone and made an effort to educate myself off the back end as to why that this has worked for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, that's only come about through breath work because my awareness is high. Everything's heightened and I'm able to think through without emotionally being connected to too many decisions. I love what you said about being like emotionally connected to it as well. Cause that's what I find. Like if I'm having an emotional moment, like say in Muay Thai, I'm being overwhelmed or something. I stop and I take a breath and I, I tell myself like take three deep breaths and I've noticed it calms myself. Or even if I'm like too revved up from my day, I've been like, woo, running around. And then I get home and I can't get to sleep. It's like taking those breaths allows you, you almost feel it as if you're just kind of like you take the breath, take second breath and by the third breath it's like you feel a release of 
yeah, I guess that tension of being like connected to everything. And then you're like, oh, okay. Feeling calmer, feeling like I'm in a better state of mind. And it's like, you know, um, if you have a good state of mind, the way you look at the world changes as well. Like if you're in a negative state of mind and then you look at something, you're going to see negative because your reticular activating system is going to focus on whatever's negative, self-protection, whatever. Whereas if you're in a positive state of mind, that reticular activated system is calm. And so it's kind of, you could see the exact same environment that you would have seen five minutes ago and, and notice completely different things. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's really cool understanding that we have that kind of control. Like yeah. a, a lot of people feel like stuck in this box <laughs> and, and they feel like this is my diagnosis. I have to just keep on slapping on fixing mm. the symptom. Yeah, and, you know, not not bagging the medical system, but that's you know that's that's obviously off the back end of that. Yeah, um, but a lot of people don't understand and realize by making just a few little changes uh, in in their lifestyle, they won't, they don't need to you know get 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 all the symptoms uh, looked at because there are none. Yes, okay, that is one of the reasons I'm like so into health and fitness because it's like you if you're healthy and fit, like life is awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like, think about, like, if you're sick, you have, say, a cold or something's like a random example, but it's like, that sucks until you get over that cold. And so for me, I'm just like, for quality of life purposes, you want to be in a peak physical, mental state. And it's like, I know how good it feels to be healthy. And I'm like, I sometimes I feel like people don't even realize how good it feels to be healthy because it's like they have no reference point for it. So maybe they didn't grow up in a family where they were that healthy. Maybe then they were like 18 and they were like clubbing, whatever. And then it's like, they just like homeostasis to what they think is considered a normal level of how they should be feeling. But it's like, you shouldn't be feeling like you're dragging yourself out of bed. You shouldn't be feeling stressed. You shouldn't feel like you need to have a glass of wine at the end of the day. You shouldn't feel like there's all of these things that people just, normalized and and everyone does it so then it's like normalized as well and it's just i I look at it and i'm like no yeah 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 no definitely i I think you know that it's so important um you know i i've I've just closed down my my own setup in in gym and at brisbane strength and movement yeah um i I had my third child 13 weeks ago and Ooh, congrats. thank you our five-year lease was um up to finish and it was like okay cool do i be an absent dad or am i around for my kids um so yeah. we decided to um close down the business side of things yeah i'm now back in a commercial gym and yeah. i'm just really loving uh you know exposing to people different sorts of stress where they where they where they can see an adaptation off the back of that, you know, it's yes. not just all huffy puffy, you know, I, there's studies now that have, you know, most just recently come out that, that if you're the, the function in your breath is, is so degenerative, that doesn't matter how much work you do, you're not going to, you know, get the results that you want to get out of that, that stimulus. So yeah, man, just, it's, it's, it's been really like cool coming back into a commercial space where I thought, you know, I had a few thoughts around it, but, um, it's it just shows how much work there needs to be done amongst the community. It just shows um, yeah. uh, how much responsibility coaches and trainers need to take now. Yes, uh, I'm I'm obviously very lucky that I had uh, a professional sporting background. 
Um, but you know that that was at one stage of my life. There's there's so much education out there these days that if people take the time and effort to put in, especially around purpose and value, again, a lot of that unnecessary suffering where people you know dragging themselves to a job every day that they don't like. Yeah. Maybe they decide that they don't want to do that anymore. Oh my God, I was literally talking about that like in the podcast I did this morning. I was like, I think sometimes people's health is a symptom of the fact that they're not actually enjoying their life. So say they're at a job they don't like or they're living somewhere they don't want to like, like don't want to live or something. The byproduct of that tends to be their health from what I've noticed anyway. Like, have you noticed that as well with people or what are some patterns you've noticed with people that um, in gym kind of blocks their results and yeah. Locks their results. Firstly, um, the resilience uh, factor. Um, as to what um, I was, I was going to discuss this before, but you know, as to what degree someone is able to take on change, mm-hmm. uh, that's yes. that's that's a big an assessment. Um, I expose them to a few changes, and straight away, like off. A subconscious reaction that you know, oh, I'm like, okay, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna have to work at how you react and what sort of. Um, there's so many aspects. You know, a lot of females love to control. Um, they 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 don't feel like if if they're not in control of the situation and let go of that, they don't Mm -hmm. feel safe. Um, there's a lot of fear. Um, around uh, in, in, the, in the gym floor, yeah. um, and and so you know when, when you are fearful, you're in you're obviously in that fight, flight, or freeze. Maybe at a low level, but yeah. you're in that. So you're gonna the, the thoughts that you have aren't gonna be one of I'm gonna take this on as much as I can, and I love this blah blah blah. It's gonna be resistance, resistance, resistance. Yeah. Um, and and in terms of yeah, there's 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 so many. You know, some people are like, I really want to train. I really want. And then as soon as they start training, this isn't for me. But um, in terms of psychology, um, you know, people who live in victim modes, who yes. who haven't got that awareness around, you know, the language around blaming, but, you know, that lower, those lower cycles of living. Yeah. Um, if, if I identify those quickly, then it's not going to be a process of, um physical change as much as I would focus on someone that, you know, is a, is a little bit of a stoic. But there's also, yeah. too, that negative side of those type, you know, type A, type ones who who come in and just smash everything that you give them. And then they ring you, like, three weeks later and like, oh, um, I, I, can't, I can't come to the gym this week. I'm pretty, you know, such and such, such and such. So just finding a balance, um, mm-hmm. this, yeah, and, and, and understanding that and, and, and being able to make that critical assessment on the spot, I think, because the way that I work too with clients, I, I do work one-on-one, but I prefer small group PT, which is like a small team yeah. environment. Yeah. So that, that, that level of accountability, um, yeah, it's, I mean, we could talk all day about <laughs> what type of, of, of client, you know, there's I love, yeah, I love so many talk- that go into in, in, into a person's lifestyle you see so i mean yeah. they, they they could turn up the night before and not have had a good sleep like yes. it could be as simple as that 
Like, yeah. or like, like I said before, not drunk a glass of water in the last 24 hours. Yeah. You know, it could be easily, oh, piss off and go and drink then, mate, and come back to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe you might feel better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those who are used to highly aroused, um, the dopamine spikes, the, the, those who are used to being, you know, someone might have been brought up around domestic violence. So they're going to look for that, that edgy, high feel all the time. So pulling them away from that and then giving them the stimulus without being in that highly aroused, I need to find this stressed state mm. um, is, is a biggie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty complex, but... Yeah, you know, I love that you're talking you about, can, like, different, can, different personality types and stuff because I've definitely noticed that as well. Like, there's some people, like, you give them a rep to do and, like, like you say, the type A personality and they're, like, rushing through the reps and they're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go so hard on this, but then it's like you got to watch them for injuries and then you got other people that it's hard enough to even get them to show up at the gym, you know what I mean? And then you got other people who are like, you tell them what to do and they're like, I ain't doing that. Like, yeah. I definitely, I definitely fit into the, um, probably, um, the, the type A personality where I have to slow myself down, but I also yeah. have a little bit of that rebellion too. When you said that, you're not the first person who said rebellion <laughs> as well. And I was like, I, I don't notice it in my clients. I notice it in myself when someone tells me <laughs> what to do, like in business coaching or something, I'm like, what, why? Like, why should I do that? You know what I mean? Like the little head wobble comes in. Um, yeah. And, um, and that, yeah. that's really, really, really cool because the questions then do you ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Then, then we're going into training. Then yeah. we're going into some head work as to yeah. why, why do I have to react or am I reacting this way? And then when you dig under those layers, you're like, oh my God that experience when I was blah, 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 that was it. That is yeah. why I have the subconscious behavior in around something that I definitely want to do and something that I know that's going to give me benefit. But I'll just protect mm -hmm. myself with that experience that's brought about that same subconscious behavior. Woo, I'm feeling so cold out right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I know what I'm working on in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Hey, like your your blueprint of the world affects how you show up in every area and it definitely shows how, like affects how you show up in gym. Like you have these people who are like, I have to get it perfect and then they don't get it perfect. No one, even I don't have a perfect nutrition. You know what I mean? Like, like no I'll, one has I perfect nutrition. Chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And it's like people don't get it perfect and they're like, that's it. I'm just throwing the towel in. And it's like, no, like. And honestly, that's that like that was a big factor into why I wasn't also as, as successful as I could have been as an athlete. Yeah. Um, after my first year as an athlete and 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 the talent, um, what the what the forwards coach who was the All Blacks coach at the time said to me, "Keep going how you're going, keep going how you're going." How was I going? Degeneration. Ha. Yeah. Boom. Yes. Boom. Boom. And, and, and it, again, played into the go hard or, or, or you won't achieve anything. And I was already doing that. Um, what happened then, though, is that an ego arose. And when mistakes happened on the field, or I felt like I was responsible for someone of something or a mistake, mm -hmm. everyone knew about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you know, pissed off, showing that. 
instead of going, okay, you made this mistake, let's get on with the next job. No coach wants to see that kind of reaction off the back end of, you know, making a mistake. It's like, yeah. get on with the job. Yeah, you made a mistake, but if you can jump back on that horse and focus on the next job or what you're doing right now, mm -hmm. um, that, that would have gone a long way. Because I carried a lot of, when I had that emotion of, of, of say, a mistake, you carry it for the like the next 10 phases, 12 phases throughout yeah. what you're playing or what you're doing. And you can replicate it that and mirror that in life. Yeah. You know, people are making these mistakes in their nutrition. People get so bent up on guilt and, oh, I've got to make up for this training instead of just getting back on the horse and going through the process. Yeah. Without all the judgment, without all the guilt, without all the fear, and just keep doing it as you should instead of all the noise. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the ego and telling everyone that you're better than that, you wouldn't make that mistake normally. Mm -hmm. Probably go a long way better off to, to getting to the outcome that you're after, yeah? Yes, I love that you talked about ego as well because I definitely noticed that as well. But it's hard when you're in like a group environment where you're, you know, succeeding and stuff because you feel like you raise your expectations of what you should be doing as well, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. when you make a mistake the expectation is up here. The mistake is all the way down there. And it's like, that's where that ego clash comes in. Cause you're like, Nope, not that person. Don't want to be around that right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and like that, the, and, and, and saying that too, I'm not that person. Well, who do you think you are? And then you look back and you're like, Ooh. So, so, you know, you've, you've, you've decided to label yourself as the rugby player. You've decided to, and you try to fulfill the expectations that go into being that. Yes. Person. But are you really, is that really all you, you know, like yes. uh, at that time, I wasn't just Ezra, the rugby player. I had a bit more depth around me, but mm. because my ego said, I have to be this, then yeah. you test that expectation. And it's not a realistic expectation because there's so much individuality being expressed in movement and, 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 and you know, I, I guess performance. Um, and that's all comes down to self-love, you know, and, and that's why now for me, um, move, moving through, um, I guess, the time that I had through these last few years, I'm deliberating whether to go into full-time psychology so it's <laughs> i was thinking i was like yeah you're all over this mindset stuff you i think you'd be a great psychologist even like your energy like obviously like everyone listening to this audio can't see the the video but we have the video on and i can i can tell like by your body language and that you just seem really like relaxed and you just you you're like smiling really big like you and it feels really like comfortable to talk to you so i feel like you'd do great in psychology i'm <laughs> i'm studying psychology as well because that's i found that it's like you can give yeah that's exactly what we're talking about you give someone a meal plan but it's like what's going on in the head what's what's happening all around that's that's what really makes a difference yeah yeah and we all know when we give give those structured plans They'll do it, and then once it's finished, that's it. And, and yeah, what what like in in terms of behavioural change, what are we looking at? Like, how yeah. does this person see that this outcome is going to really play out day to day? Yes, you know, like on a daily basis. How and and that's so important for me is is that yes, that we have these goals. Yes, we have these outcomes, but what sort of behaviour is, is 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 setting you up to achieve that? And, um, you know, sometimes I will go through alter egos, you know, as professional athletes, yeah. stepping into the gym environment and letting go of such and such and going, how does Simone Biles react today? 
or yeah. you know, Kobe, Black Mamba. You know, everyone had every athlete that's really got the mindset right has worked into an alter ego or a situational, um, I guess, shift in perception, but triggered by something. Some some people, it's a, it's a tap tap word, and then that triggers the the new state. Some people, um, you know, it's it's breath protocol and work to re collaborate and bring that balance back to how you're feeling. Um, but yeah, all those sorts of type of things are are, are pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. I was like strength and conditioning and then we're like boom mindset I'm like hell yeah <laughs> um oh there's something I did see on your Instagram page that interested me you said um aesthetic what is it aesthetic training is not the same in the fitness industry so aesthetic training and fitness can, training can, can we get word can we get rid of the term aesthetic training in the fitness industry yes can you give a little bit of insight around what you meant about that okay um Firstly, before I say this, um, a lot of love and respect to um, strength and conditioning coaches who have dedicated their lives um, and their health into, I guess, achieving. Um, I mean, they put the work in for other people. Yeah. And what we've noticed in the last 10 years of the fitness industry is a lot of those mentors and those people who have put that groundwork pass away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Charles Poliquin. Uh, he, uh, you know, biosig earlier on in my career and in, in, in the gym floor, um, he was he, he was awesome in, in in terms of the things that I do now with clients and, and, and members in the, in the performance performance realm. Yeah. Um, and 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 for me, um, aesthetic training is 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 an element of performance and isn't fitness. If you look at the term fitness and 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 what what that actually means. Yeah. Going that hard into aesthetic training isn't necessarily fitness. Yeah. yeah. And so can we like it was literally like, can we not include that in the same thing? Because that's what people think out there. They see the five sets of twelve, they see, you know, the German volume training, and they all try and replicate it out there. But those those people not understanding that the people who, who are exposing them to these kinds of training and stimulus are losing out and, and it's a cost. Yeah. You know, for one, one thing that Derek Woodski, um, who's a coach and strength and conditioning coach from the States, um, said to me is that everything has a cost. Yes. And I'm, I'm like a walking example of that now, you know, where I still have knee issues from a lot of the over, you know, doing too much concentric work and power work as an athlete, where it yeah. may have served as a purpose then, but it doesn't serve me now in, in life. And I think people need to start really pairing their training as to what they desire, what's realistic, mm -hmm. and how they actually want to live before how they want to look. Um, yeah yeah when, when, when you get to pe people to focus on performance the body just replicates that performance and goes into you know the, the adaptation that the body goes through mirrors what's going on in terms of that performance training or, or or the stimulus so there's a lot of yeah like i said a lot of people putting themselves through through that unnecessary suffering but um the information you know these these coaches who are bodybuilding aesthetic focused coaches are amazing. They're the best yep. doing at their job. But is that should we include that in the fitness industry? 
Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I, I, I personally think no, because mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, there's heart attack after heart attack. There's people with, you know, there's so many coaches with strokes who can't even get off the chair now. What good mm-hmm. was that 350 kg deadlift when you can now not stand up with your grandkids? Yeah. But there's people training like that on the gym floor, not realizing mm-hmm. that they could probably look a lot better than the person that lifted that 350 kgs, walk mm-hmm. around with a smile on their face and start mm-hmm. get, gifting their energy to everyone else. That, that's mm-hmm. fitness, you fitness. Know, yeah, I, I love that you said that because like I've always been in functional fitness and I this in the, probably the last six months have gone into the bodybuilding world and I realized that it's very much um, very aesthetic focused. So... I definitely had like a lower heart rate. Like I just feel I was much healthier before when I was focused on my performance and on functional training, but I never got the physique that I wanted because like with Muay Thai, it's like, yeah, you just don't get that. You you, you couldn't. And, 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 you know, for you, for, for you, for, for, for Lacey, you know, maybe the expectation is because I'm badass, I can't. (laughs) who are you to tell me i can't (laughs) okay i'm feeling so cold out right now (laughs) but um so i yeah and i I was always trying to get this physique that you can only get from aesthetics training whilst training as a muay thai fighter and at, at that point in my understanding i didn't i didn't have enough like awareness to realize that these people are training just for aesthetics like they're, they're shaping their body purposely to be that way. You going to the gym and doing all this training is never going to look like that because it's not the same. It's not even the right training. Like this is all cardio and that. And then this is all weights with like 20 minutes of cardio and all macro tracking and whatever. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to kind of to get the best of both worlds. And now I've kind of realized that your aesthetic training or your functional training pick yeah. your side and um it's yeah. been it's been a good journey for me to learn um more about bodybuilding more about strength and conditioning because in muay thai it's like you do a little bit of strength and conditioning but it's not you know it's not main main focus as it is in bodybuilding and all of that stuff so it's been good for me to grow my confidence around that and be able to coach other people in that better because yeah. i feel like in terms of you know um strength and conditioning it wasn't my strong wasn't my strongest muay thai was obviously my strongest so yeah 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 um man that's that's so understandable there's there's so like you know people who aren't in those environments those training environments at the boxing gym at the muay thai gym on the floor with brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah don't understand the skill work and the level of uh the level of learning and neurally and the stimulation that goes on. Like whenever I leave a boxing training session, I'm screwed because of the thought process because like it may may have been physically demanding, but the neural activity in in terms of getting timing right and and making sure your feet are in the right place. Mm -hmm. There's There's a lot going on mentally, like with boxing as well. Like it's very much like, even though that's why I love it because it's like got, physical where you're like pow 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 <laughs> but then mentally you're like oh my god i gotta block oh i gotta move oh i'm about to get put in the corner like it gets it's very much like you're playing chess but like physically yes yeah yeah and- yeah yeah okay so what what tips would you have for people so say someone's like starting out in the gym there whatever what is something that's like an overarching tip that you're like oh yeah i gotta say this and vixen the good coach yes um, yeah 
yeah, uh, like it's so worth it. Even it's just for it's just a small time, so you don't spend the next five years doing rubbish in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many people who are just you know, no, I've got this, and 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 just waste years on the gym floor. Um, you know, but there's that would be number one is is, is self investment. Um, you can't beat it. Uh, number two <laughs> would be to acknowledge that it's okay to sack that coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, not everyone's the right fit. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's certain types that, um, you know, I, 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 I'm like, you know, this is where it's going to be at for us as, as coach and trainer. I want you to go and see a psychologist or a counselor or a nutritionist who yeah. is much more specified in that field. Yeah, it's very rarely that I I will say that to someone, um, but yeah, that that would be the next thing is that it's okay to say no to your coach or you know you're not you're not obligated there to provide a job and, and and map out a result that you're after and if they can't do that and they don't expose you to the things daily that you think will not you think um, you are enjoying. Um, mm -hmm. It, it, to some degree, um, yeah, there's got to be a lot of unemployment. <laughs> there's got to be a bit of suck in there as well. Yeah. Um, but to also, the, the the third one then would be to also, yes, you're going through these physical changes, but to understand that ultimately it's a change in mindset. It's yes. nothing else. That's that's all it is. Is that you're you're swapping out new behaviours, are uh, swapping out new for new behaviours, and that that change is going to be difficult and your body's going to be resisting hormonally. You know, everything is going to go into you not doing or changing the way you are. And so yeah. understanding uh, of that process as well, so that you can keep pushing through a little bit through that process. Yes. And oh, that's super solid advice. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I loved this interview. I love how deep we got into mindset. I love you're so knowledgeable on this. That's so good. Um, I'm going to link your Instagram. Is there any, like, do you have a website or anything for people to contact you on? We do have a website. Um, yep. that's, it's, it's still uh, our old business name. Yep. Um, but we're going to be making changes that to that. So that will be um, a different link. So, yeah, don't worry about that. But, yeah, the Instagram's yep. there. Um, I try to keep as active as I can on there and not put in too much of my personal life, which is a bit hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. I, on my, like, Instagram stories and stuff. I'm like, here's my cat, and then I'm like, God damn it! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wants to hear what you're thinking right now, Israel. Yeah. No, for me, for me, honestly, like, I I struggle. Like, in, in in conversation, you wouldn't think now, but I had a bit of an anxiety attack before this. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, I I I when I meet new clients, um, that's another thing with the breathing too. Like, I mm. I do suffer from a degree of anxiety and um. An inability to express um, emotions because the awareness around there, I'm still learning. So, uh, yeah, like uh, I, I think it's important to express these vulnerabilities as coaches too. Um, oh, you know what? Every time like you've expressed something like that, like when you said that you were like feeling nervous, so you were walking, it actually just made me like respect you more because I, it's it's hard sometimes to be. You know, I get nervous for these calls too and I get nervous when I'm like into like meeting new clients or whatever and it's like I think everyone just kind of just like this doesn't exist like we just go go about our lives but it's it's like you can kind of connect on that because you're like oh yeah yeah I, I totally know how you feel like a hundred percent yeah um, and you know yeah the the 
I've, I've got a saying that I've, you know, been really strong in the last six months and that the, the only way is through, but with love. Mm. Um, and so I've known how to get through things, you know, by storing and packing and just focusing on going hard ahead. Um, but adding that love now for me has, has, has really just gone, you know what, Ezra, like what, what you've got to say is some truth. Like you've been there and done that. And in the past I've said no to so many things. Um, but now at a stage in terms of, you know, my own self healing and, and working through as to why I feel certain ways um, has been really important for me to, um, helping more people and yes. you know as, as long as I keep fueling that like there's there's so much shame and insecurity in this for me but people wouldn't wouldn't realize that um yeah and so that yeah I I guess is a I, I really wanted to make that known because it's you know lot, lots of people think on you know social media and all these things that people have such great confidence and you know we're, yeah. you look physically great and you without knowing that we're probably going through the same struggles as, as you. We're just a little bit more experienced on working through them. Yes. So that's, yeah. Yes, I love that. Yes. Yeah, and I love I love that as well because it's like, that's what, like, there's this flip side to social media. On one side, it's like you go on there and you're like, oh, the, look at this gym workout that's like the best or whatever. But then there's like a polarity, polarity to that where you're like, oh, everyone else is like so awesome. And then yeah. I'm in, like feeling like, um, anxious or whatever to do this or feeling that and it's kind of like sometimes you can get stuck in like the spotlight effect on yourself where you're like oh I, I'm feeling this I must be the only one feeling this but it's like but then everyone's feeling like that so then no one talks about it and it's like once you get it out <laughs> in the air everyone's like oh this is just a normal human experience and then also through that then you're also like well how did you navigate this human experience and oh, then you can share okay yeah. like yeah like we don't acknowledge the individual enough yes. um, within that group breath protocol that we did on Wednesday. It was the first time for a lot of people. Um, the first question after bringing them back, uh, you know, to, in, into the environment is, Hey, how do you feel? Yes. You know, the, the first direct conversation is there's no wrong, wrong or right in this answer. How do you feel? Mm. And you know, tears straight away. Fuck, no one's asked me this before. Yeah. Men start to unfold, they grip down the layers. There's this there's that providing that safe space, like continuously through the breath protocol. You're in a safe space with me. I've got your back. Keep going. Let's work yeah. through this. You know, repeating those yeah. sorts of things. And then genuinely asking them, can you share how you feel? Yeah. Man, well, you... that's so powerful. <laughs> like, yeah, I know if I was going through a hard training session and then my coach was like, how are you feeling? I'd be like, oh, God, because it's like and it, <laughs> creates, it creates that like bond as well because you're like, oh, that, that I feel like my coach cares about me. You know what I mean? And it, it be, you want to work harder, you want to whatever. And it's just like that's kind of how you're able to then talk to your coach and be like, hey, I really don't feel like I'm having a good week in gym or whatever. And it's like, just by creating that like safe space, you've opened that doorway to that communication. And I think sometimes it's hard to communicate with your coach, especially if you come from environments where the coach is very like, keep pushing, keep pushing. Like David Goggins, like that, that whole subculture there where it's like, go harder, go home. Is that a tear? I don't want to see a tear. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, cool. It sounds great. And it's very, um, there's a, there's a place for it. But then at the end of the day, we're not robots, you know? No. Yeah, and if like man, I love David Goggins. I love that story, and it's an incredible yes. story. 
Um, yes. It's 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 a, it's a story of a survivor. It's yes. Uh, but if you understand trauma, you can understand mm -hmm. why this man puts himself through so much. Yeah, uh, looking I, yeah, at, I thought so too. <laughs> yeah, looking at it, I was like, the, the, the fueling of what he's doing may not be the best thing to fuel yourself on. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can feel it in the way he expresses himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. To no disrespect, the man's an amazing man. Weapon. Yeah. He's like no, running a to the, the general, general population, um, David Goggins and Spurts. Yes. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's why I say, like, in terms of bodybuilding and stuff, it's like, there's like a percentage of the population who are just like wired like that and yeah. they they can eat like 100% perfect and they're like, they're totally fine. But then everyone else tries to do it and they just implode. You know what I mean? So it's like everyone tries to go out and do what David Goggins can do, but it's like they're not David Goggins. They're not wired like him. They don't have that blueprint of the world. And then it's, that's yeah, they just, people need different things and that's totally okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, sick. All right, cool. We're going to leave it there. I hope everyone has a great day. I'm going to link in Ezra's um, Instagram. So, yeah, he's south east, southeast Brisbane. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, definitely go check him out. He, like, you know, obviously I've interviewed a lot of different people and, yeah, he's got the mindset stuff. He's obviously got the experience as well. So, yeah, definitely worth your time. Thank you, Lacey. Thanks.